Welcome to the Capeless Crusaders, your number one comic book related podcast live at the time hey. from Empire's Comics Vault Indeed. Uh, in Sacramento, California. My name is David Barry at DR Barry on varying social medias to my. Your left, technically. My left. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is uh, Curtis at Calm Down Warning at Existential Romeo. Uh, great to be here in Empire's Comics. Um, this is a bit of a different approach for us. We're doing um, basically a mobile podcast this time, trying to go out. You know, usually the comics come to us, but we're going out where the comics we're are. Going to the books. Going to the books. Going to the people. We're uh, we're uh, currently under construction. Yes. <laughs> Yet again. Yet again. <laughs> At another location. We just our uh, our budget for construction is just ridiculous. You should you should see the books. <laughs> but uh, not joining us this evening, as you can tell, this is a, this is a duo yep. tonight. We are missing Anthony Steves, the Azorian one, yep. the Mad Piper, yep. at Tall Dark Not Ugly, on everything, Tom P. Yes. Uh, one, two, three. I'm counting on one hand. See, uh, <laughs> so many uh, crusaders, so many, so many. And we we have deputy crusaders. We do. This is just this is getting difficult. We're expanding, difficult. and that's why we're under construction because we need a bigger, a bigger uh, crusader we castle. Need a compound is basically <laughs> what we need. We need we need twelve foot high walls so we can just record in the piece of our own lair. That would be preferable. I think that would we're be working fantastic. on that. Well, while we're working on that. Uh, we should also be going around the, the horn. horn. And when we go around the horn, we usually go around the table. We don't have a table today. It's nope. just books, comics. So we are going to go back uh, and forth, back and, forth <laughs> and say what we are reading or what we have been reading this yeah. past week. Mm-hmm. Curtis, you, uh, you queued up? Yeah, baby. I'm queued go up. Let's go. For go. So um, first things first, uh, definitely still on my East of West hunt. I'm on East of West number 10 right now. And it just, Ben said, Ben of Empire's Comics, of which we are at right now, told me this book just doesn't disappoint. And literally, like, it just doesn't stop. Um, Never slows down. Yeah, never slows down. Incredible comic. I always love how they end it. Um, Even if there's a lot of story that gets told in the middle of it, the way that they ended, they always ended on the right note. And you always got to go to the next issue. So um, if you're current... Good for you. If you're me, <laughs> I'm on 10, and I'm, I'm just enjoying the Curtis ride. Curtis, he is on his way. I'm on my way. So uh, so that's been great. Um, I've still been working on uh, The Oath, um, Doctor Strange, um, which was, I wanted to finish it before the movie. I've just been too busy dealing with Crusader things and non-Crusader things called life. But... Um, it just just incredible, and I watched, uh, I read enough of it to where when we went to go see um, Doctor Strange, which we will be talking about soon on this cast, uh, just in a few moments, um, it was incredible. Um, there was there were some things that I, that they took right out of there that were just incredible. So the Oath, um, East of West, oh, gosh, oh, and then I started, um, oh, what is oh, what is it's another Image comic. Uh, phono... Phonogram. Phonogram. The Immaterial Girl. The Immaterial Girl. Thank you, David Barry. Oh! Um, so I understand there there might be... What was it, David Barry? Like two versions? They, you, you, you've the got, one, you've the got some... One? It's a, they've been kind of... They're arcs. Okay. But they're the very... They're very standalone. Okay. Like, they're, they're, you, you don't need one necessarily to read the others. Gotcha. Uh, and, but either way, it's just... It's, it is a, a, a unique... A unique title, to say the least. Absolutely, especially for someone like me who's a musician. Actually, David Barry's a musician as well. Watch out for that Capeless Crusaders collaboration X remix X 
Diplo and Skrillex. I'm doing I'm doing folk covers of every Wu Tang song, <laughs> every Wu Tang song on a banjo. And I'm gonna do R and B covers of uh, every. I don't know what should I do. Should I do like some some Zeppelin or mm. or maybe I should do some Metallica. Yeah, that would be I'll nice. do R and B covers of Metallica. That's gotta yeah. work well. But Immaterial Girl is awesome. Just f- first issue, they're already talking about peaches. I don't know if you know the artist Peaches, <laughs> but if you do, if, if you're over the age of eighteen, don't look up pe- Peaches. <laughs> if you're under the age of eighteen. Ignore the things that I said in the last ten minutes, yeah, but or ten seconds. But um, peaches in there, so many good musical references. Um, David Barry turned me on to Image, and I, it's just hard to go back. But that's pretty. I won't talk your face off yet. Um, yeah. There's more to come, but that's, that's what, what I've been doing. reading this week. David Barry, I'm yes. passing it to you, baby. What you been reading? I this week also read The Oath. Nice, dope. But okay, I. Uh, also read uh, the Strange Origins, mm. which again just leading up to our Doctor Strange right, viewing. Right. Uh, it was by Greg Pak. Awesome art. Uh, it was basically it took place right after Doctor Strange arrived at the Ancient One, yet before he became the Sorcerer Supreme. It was just a nice little story right in between Sweet. about him and Wong hitting it off, nice. not really hitting it off, then hitting it off. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's a cool book, standalone. Um, you should definitely check it out. Grab it. Um, the Oath. Obviously, we both going through that. Just also a fantastic story. Just another cool standalone Doctor Strange story. Incredible. Uh, that we read in preparation for our main topic this week, which will be Doctor Strange. Mm. Almost. Almost. Because first, first, since we are in Empire's Comics Vault, our, our local uh, comic haven, if you will, <laughs> we have books we have that we books. think that you should be reading. You better be reading. Uh, and even if... You know, this episode comes out and these books are already out there. You should still go find them. You better. And uh, so we're going to start. What got, you got? What you got? Right here. Hey. Look at this. Look at this. Real books. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to start with the big two. Okay. Because, you know, we got we to gotta pay respect where respect is due. Indeed. Ooh. Thanos. Where is the man titan uh, when we need him? This is for... The Mad Piper. Hey. This is for Justin Piper. This is Thanos number one. This is a powerhouse team. This is Lemire. This is Diodato. It is going to be fantastic. The art is great. I haven't even gotten a chance to read it. I just look at the art and I'm just like, this. I'm all about this. This is fantastic. Dope. From the DC side, mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, anyone is uh, up on the in the inner workings of the comic world. Some of the uh, issues that DC had with its Vertigo imprint. Ah, right, Couple right, right. Long, less than savory things. So they have actually a new imprint called Young Animal. And this, hmm. boom, right here, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. It is weird what? in the best way. Can I take a look at that? Yes, actually? of course you can. Uh, so Ben actually told us about it. It is based off of a Silver Age comic. Um, which I always love when they bring stuff like that back. When they go back to the, you know, the John Carter of Mars and all those sort of titles, and they bring them back into the modern fold. Um, okay. I'm excited for it. It is quirky. Number two is out. I have number one. You should check that out. Now, very dope. And you know, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you should get it because it's technically it's it's kind of DC, but really, if you just cover up that little that little D in the C, <laughs> then it's not DC anymore. It's VT. You sh- exactly. You should get it. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Near and dear to my heart is go. Image Comics. Of course. Two books coming out this week that I am just so excited for. We got Reborn, mm. issue number two. You want okay. to talk about a team. This is Mark Millar and Capulo. Oh, snap. Millar's so one of the, in the greatest building. writers we've got going right now. Dope. And then Capulo, who is 
as a big Spawn fan, best Spawn artist we ever had. Oh, snap. Awesome. Just came off of the, you know, uh, a legendary run on Batman. Now he's doing this. It's about what happens after you die, mm. but uh, not so much as like an afterlife or a heaven, but like you get dropped into a war zone. Uh, it's awesome. Oh, I it's gotta check just, that yeah, out. Yeah, just do it. It's, okay. it's probably already been optioned for a movie because it's Mark Millar. Dope. Uh, the other one, Moonshine. Hey. Now, if you listen to the show regularly or watch it, which you should, mm. uh, Moonshine, you already heard me talk about it. It's basically about Prohibition. Uh, mobster goes out to basically meet with a... Uh, a group of, let's call them rustic individuals, um, who are making moonshine. Um, but it turns out there might also be werewolves, which, <laughs> you know, just already I'm like, okay, this is, this is fantastic. I, I'm in, I'm, I'm sold. I was like, oh, this is a good, cool, like, mob, you know, prohibition story. And now it's like, mm, werewolves. <laughs> well, you got me. You got him. So I'm excited for all of those. those I'm excited are both... about that one, too. Um, actually, when I was in oh, here yeah, you got it. last time, yeah, Ben, uh, I was just like, I had a little extra money in the budget, in the comic budget. Mm, I was like, was Ben, throw something at me. So he threw uh, the newest um, number one of Thor at me, cool. which um, I, I read a few pages of it and had to put it down because some duty was calling. But uh, I, just the concept of loan and then the art is super duper good. And then uh, that moonshine, which... Uh, was pretty cool. Uh, ben, ben was telling me about it, and then my my family um, on my father's side is from Virginia, uh, where prohibition and all that was really big, and actually where NASCAR came out of. Uh, quick fun fact: um, the guys who were running prohibition used to soup up their cars to outrun the cops. Is there gonna be is there gonna be NASCAR in this? There, you know, it better it better turn into sponsored that sponsored by werewolves. <laughs> NASCAR sponsored by werewolves, but that's what they would do. The guys on prohibition would soup up their cars to outrun the law. And eventually, when they were sitting around, you know, uh, counting their money and maybe taking a sip of that moonshine, they started racing each other. And the next thing you know, here comes NASCAR. Fun, fun stories. Yeah. From our own courtesy. That, that's an awesome Isn't little connection. Now, here's the funny thing. NASCAR. My family's from Virginia. That's where I started. I was born in North Carolina, which is where NASCAR is, like, I want to say that's headquartered out yeah, there, yeah, like, yeah. really yeah. big. So Prevalent. Yeah. No wonder why I like to drive. I was about to say, I'm like, are you, are you, are you sponsored by Oreo? I just yeah. might be. <laughs> We're getting jackets. <laughs> Oreo like and milk. Moonshine. I'm sponsored by Oreo and milk. The, and, uh, the two basic food groups. Exactly. So those are our picks for this week. Obviously, those are two newer books. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's four books total. Uh, actually, those are all brand new books. You're, they're on issue either one or issue two. You should go to your local comic book store, even though it's not necessarily Empires, but it should be. But if you are maybe outside of the area, you don't have to drive all the way here, pick up those books. They are fantastic. We're excited for them. Very excited. You should be excited for them, too. With that being said... We're going to move on to the main course of this episode. The meat and potatoes. I I got a feeling. If you will. I got a feeling things are about to get strange. (sighs) That was the first strange (laughs) joke that has been made on this episode. I I feel like we're going to have a lot of strange jokes (laughs) on this episode. And you know what? They're all justified at this point. Because it was was a strange day to see a strange movie. And it gave me a strange feeling. Uh... Feeling of a happiness, indeed, in anything. We are, of course, talking about Marvel Studios' new cinematic adventure, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, aka Sherlock Smog, and uh, the dude <laughs> Con. From, yeah, Con, and doing all kinds of stuff, basically. Yep. All cons of stuff. All cons. Of stuff. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't help it. 
Laugh at right. my jokes, people. Strange jokes are fine, but dad jokes are not allowed <laughs> on this show. All right, I'm putting the dad jokes away. Appreciate it. God, get your, your dad. But <laughs> so some some numbers because usually we, we got go. Drew here and he's our numbers guy. Indeed. But I had to look up the numbers and I only got one because I'm not really good at the whole numbers thing. <laughs> That's all good. 155 million. Holy. That is what they've made so far. Uh, now, That's incredible. Getting that from. Uh, box office mojo as far as our sources are concerned um they are it is oh it was it had a ranking in comparison to other marvel studios and i don't remember what that ranking was i think it's like eighth right now mm-hmm. of like comparison to like origin stories it was like a very specific fact right doesn't matter doctor strange is doing well both domestically and internationally it's gonna be another hit Yep. For Marvel. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Like, I don't think any of us were like, oh, this one might not be good. <laughs> um, it is. It was fantastic. We saw it opening night. Oh, yeah. We were there. Yep. Uh, and actually a pretty sparsely filled theater. And I think that's because midnight showings aren't really so much a thing anymore. Not as much. Uh, everyone just wants to go to the 7 o'clock showing. Uh, <laughs> it's like Black Friday. It's like Black Friday starts at like 3 p.m. now yeah. on Thanksgiving. Exactly. So it was the same thing with the midnight showings. It was still awesome, though. We had a great group in there. Uh, went with the rest of the Crusaders and Friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is going to be our new cartoon on Saturday mornings, Crusaders and Friends. Crusaders and Friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Doctor Strange, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, which you should at this point, but Doctor Strange is a character in the Marvel Universe. He is the Sorcerer Supreme, which means he is in charge, basically, of magic in our dimension. He is the master of it. He is the protector of it. Yep. Um, he also protects us from magical and interdimensional threats. Um, originally, the the premise behind Doctor Strange is that Doctor Stephen Strange, which this was laid out in the movie, uh, is an arrogant surgeon. He is the best of the best brain surgeon, uh, re you know, mending spines and allowing yeah. people the miracle of life once again. He was doing some experimental surgery, was, yeah, and stuff too, some exactly, really... and a little you know, shady a little bit. Uh, but he is very you know, very well well-known, powerful surgeon um, who is uh, humbled um, when he is in a car accident that basically um, renders his hands not useless, but uh, weak to the point where he cannot, um, he can no longer be a surgeon. Um, This, of course, breaks his career. Um, He spends all of his time and money trying to repair his hands. Um, And when Western medicine fails, he turns to Eastern medicine um, mm. finding the individual known as the Ancient One, um, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, um, who he believes will be able to mend his hands, um, obviously through a crazy turn of events that doesn't happen. But other things happen, like him becoming a sorcerer and so on and so forth. Yep. Um, the, as far as origin stories go, the movie did a fantastic job. Absolutely. I think it, it hit every point that we needed to. It modernized things that needed to be modernized. Yep. Um, for those of you who have not seen the movie, uh, spoiler alert, because <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a spoiler-free episode. No, probably ever. never will. I, you know, why, why, I think spoiler-free is garbage, personally. <laughs> like, it's, it's like there's the meat and potatoes. Uh, it's really just a bone and uh, some right. potato skins. Pretty much. we got to get down to the and meat. And not like it. the good potato skins with like the cheese and like the sour cream. Just like, like all the seasoning and stuff. No, just, mean, like the bland just and the nothing skin. on it. Just Steamed the potatoes. Oh, oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm hungry. Uh, so the Doctor Strange movie, like we said, stuck to the origin really well. Um, it was actually a little bit more of a PSA, though, about uh, distracted driving. Absolutely. Um, that same, was in there. The same thing happens. He's the arrogant uh, surgeon. He's 
you know, basically turning down some people because he thinks it's a waste of time or they're not going to be able to pay for it. Right. Um, and on his way to a to a speaking event, he is speeding in his very nice car, mm-hmm. uh, and he is contacted by another doctor who's basically like, "Hey, here are some other cases that I think you should check out." And he's like, "No, those aren't good. No, those aren't good." And then he gives him an interesting one. He's like, okay, send me the images, send me the x-ray. And he's looking down at his phone, looking at the x-rays, looking up at the road, looking down at the x-rays, looking down at the road, looking at the x-ray a little bit too long. Bam. Bam. Spins out, crashes, horrible accident, loses, you know, a lot of nerve damage to his hands. Indeed. um, And leading him on his quest to become the Sorcerer Supreme. Absolutely. So usually that's kind of the the rundown uh, of of the, the beginning and the main parts of the story. So, initial thoughts. How did you feel when you walked out of that out of that theater? Oh man, um, was there anything but happiness? <laughs> there was a, there were some things in addition to happiness. Okay. I would say, and this is one of my favorite things about the comic book movies. Period. But um, definitely movies like this, and I'll keep it spe- to specific to Doctor Strange. Very inspired, very inspired, along with the message of the PSA on you know distracted driving. Um, there were so many, so many things. It was a very layered movie, very much, a me- um, you know, a message on, you know, uh, materialism and being able to balance having things is nice. You know, we work hard for our stuff, but we need to remember, you know, just, keep, just being mindful of what's most important, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he got in that accident and he could have lost his life. Um, so another message about appreciation, he was so like just over, you know, um, and just really distracted by the fact that he couldn't use his hands anymore. He couldn't even appreciate the fact that he still had life left. Right. And some of the closest people to him, he started to distance himself from literally pushing them away. That scene with him and uh, Rachel, is it McAdam? Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, man. She was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. She was incredible. I mean, just, you know, just the, the, the chops and, and, and the tension during that part, um, you know, really made everybody in the in the movie theater uncomfortable as it should have because again it was just a message like hey you know be appreciative for what you have you may have lost something you know but you have so many things i mean even right now it's funny it's a message for me i'm i have a broken leg right now <laughs> and um you that's know what that is. that's what that knee I brace thought, thing i thought that was is. a fat man brace <laughs> i'm working kicking, on getting one of those kicking when, the, when, the, when the budget opens up i'll grab one of those but um just just be appreciative you know like you, you may lose something but the fact that you're still here and you still have breath in your body and the ability to affect the world is awesome. So that's a big lesson that he learned once he was down and out, lost all of his possessions, spent his last dime trying to get over to the ancient one to get his hands healed. And when he even, even still, he was distracted by the physical world. Even this stuff is physical material world. He went to the ancient one and she straight up told him, confronted him. You're too distracted by this stuff. There's a world beyond what you see. And within that realm, you, Stephen Strange, can use some of the things that make you not such a great person to be around right now to being the protector of our realm and our world against, you know, uh, you know, mystic enemies and things like that, cosmic enemies and things like that. So, like, the, the message, I, I love so much the graphics and I love so much the acting and, and everything that people brought in the, oh, gosh, these special effects were just oh. out of this world. We'll talk about those in a second. But really the message on you know, um, you know, some of the spiritual things and some of the philosophical things and definitely just remember to look past the material world and look at things like your loved ones and just simple things like being able to go outside and breathe fresh air was super duper inspiring to me and refreshing to me. Um, 
David Barry, what were some of the things that uh that 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 psyched you up? How did you feel walking out of there? That was oh, that was deep. Yeah. That was deep. I, I felt I, I I went back to it felt like Iron Man all over again. In a lot Ooh, of ways. The lessons good. that we learned Absolutely. from Iron Man. We yeah. learned from just this, you know, again, the, the, you hit it on the head, the materialism, mm-hmm. the the knowing what you have, not mm-hmm. what you don't have. Right, exactly. Uh, it was, it was phenomenal. It was everything about it. it was it was visually, it was inspiring. The story was was well done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm also one of those people. I Marvel doesn't have to do much to impress me, <laughs> but they still did. Indeed. <laughs> and I still I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like, Absolutely. It was, it was a ton of fun. Ton of fun. Um, now, mm-hmm. as far as favorite scenes go, if you have a specific yes, yes, scene yes. that you've got, I think I feel like you're you're like ready to. go. Oh, I'm always. You're, you're like, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Shoot it is high hit. noon, and Curtis said, "Draw." Let's, so, let's what go. do you got? Favorite scene or scenes? Hit me. Here we go. I would say um, my favorite scene easily was when uh, the ancient one took the blow from. Um, Cilius, right? Cilius. Yeah. Okay, I, I I was having problems pronouncing that name when too many C's and S's <laughs> and T's Cass- close. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, but uh, basically, Mads Mikkelsen's character when she took that blow, and um, and they were trying to do all that they could to save her her earthly body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she astral projected out into the uh, the uh, let's call it a uh, gosh, I forget the name of the patio that balcony. Um, balcony. Thank you. And uh, and Strange, you know, joined her in his in his astral form, and they were just talking. And that message that that she gave to him, even then, you know, she was talking about how this body is fading away. But even now, with my mystical powers, all I wanted to do is come out here and prolong it a little bit longer, so I can just just be outside and enjoy the elements. Um, that was super duper touching to me. Again, just driving home, you know, that 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 message of enjoying what you have and while you have it. Um, and that was that was big for Steven. I, I think that was really the defining moment where he knew what he had to do. He knew how he had to conduct himself going forward. That was that was the, the culmination of his growth. Oh, that was the culmination of it. Yeah. So uh, just just the beauty of the message, the beauty of the special effects and the beauty of um, of what it all meant and what it was going to lead into after that scene yeah. was incredible. Um, DB, what, what, was, what was your favorite scene? Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I knew I knew you were gonna be prepared, for, and I knew you were excited for this movie. And oh I'm yeah, just, I, uh. yeah um, so I got two, um, and my, minor minor uh, are a little lighter mm-hmm. than, <laughs> than that. Uh, so I I I love I love how intertwined the Marvel universe is when it comes to everything. I love how everything's connected um, when it comes to their movies and their TV shows. Everything is just they 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 make little you know. Little jokes here and there about one or two things. You're like, oh, oh, I know. Like that. I remember when, uh, oh, it was a Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, where they first, you know, went through the list of potential threats. Oh and yeah, 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 Stephen yeah. Strange, yeah. and I was Strange. like, I blew my mind. I was like, oh, I was like the only person in the theater who heard it. That was perfect. Uh, same kind of goes with with Doctor Strange in this instance when he's on that road and he's driving along and his, the doctor is trying to give him other cases. Uh, he mentions uh, a. Uh, an individual in the Air Force. Oh, that's right. Experimental. Experimental armor, and he had a severed spine. And you're like, that's Rhodey. That's Rhodey. And he Rody. skips on it. You're like, you jerk. You could have saved Rhodey. <laughs> I mean, Rhodey's alive, but he's not having a good go of it. Definitely but, not, yeah. uh, But it was a cool just just little nod to be like, hey, yeah, this, this they're, they're in the same universe. They're in, like, the same city. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and true. then bringing it back to the whole connection at the end, the uh, – 
the after credit scene, so like super spoilers. Ooh, yeah. Uh, when we have Strange sitting there, not just Strange in his gear, no. him in the yellow gloves. Yeah, yeah, the gloves. Whole time, oh, he's not, so and, and then he's just wearing the yellow gloves at the end, and I'm just like, yes, this this is what I needed. <laughs> uh, but when he's there, he's uh, we see him, and he's talking to none other than the Odin son, the god of thunder, Thor himself, oh. basically kind of gr- uh, grilling him, like, hey, you're a magical being. I'm in charge of magical stuff. Why are you here? Right. Um, come to find out that we've got that connection again to Thor and possibly Doctor Strange popping up in the next Thor movie. Absolutely. Uh, just the little little fun tidbits that make you think and connect to the rest of the universe. You go, oh, God, that, that's going to be happening there. Um, I, always, I always just love those. Uh, and they did it super well in this one because they, otherwise they managed to keep this movie very separate. Yeah, they um, did. Especially, you know, obviously he's in the Far East, yes. I guess, because they're, they're kind of, I think he's in, is it India? Um, it was, uh, oh, I they, they kind of changed it. He was he, they didn't like put him actually, uh, he was, you know, wasn't quite up in the Himalayas. At one point they dropped him in the Himalayas. Yes, they did. Uh, but, so, cool he, so he was separated in a yeah. lot of ways from the, the Marvel Universe, from New York. Yes. From the United States. Uh, but they still show that they got, you know, this is happening in the same, at the same time. Yep. Actually, I'm going to steal one because you did too. I'm going to throw a quick Do one it. in there real quick. Second favorite scene. <laughs> I just love the fact that this is part of them going so far because this is, this is a movie that you really couldn't hold back on. Thank goodness Guardians of the, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy came out to let them know they can go far. Broke and with Strange, old. they were so courageous and went even farther, even stranger. <laughs> when he used the power of the, well, the Eye of Agamotto, which had the time gem in it. Oh my gosh, when he kept bu- bugging Darmamo, which, which from what I understand actually came um, from one of the older comics. How, yeah. you know, how do you beat a god? Well, you're obviously not power enough, but you can freak with him yeah. and annoy stuck the in heck that, out of him. Stuck in that loop. <laughs> Even today, um, Malik, um, our good buddy who's been on the show, Cot darn comic casual. Um, if you Google it, you'll find this real one. But uh, he came in. He walked in the room. Dormammu. <laughs> I've come to make a bargain. Dormammu. And we proceeded to do Dormammu in about seven different, 17 different ways for like throw, five minutes. Throwing pillows at him. Oh, it was so awesome. But I would say that's my second one because I that love how, how they utilize the time gym over and over again. I love how they weren't scared of like, how, how are people going to react to this? We're just going to go for it. Yep. Um, and then obviously incorporating the gym, which was another thing that tied everything another, together. As soon as they said, they're like, that's what happens when you have an infinity stone. And I was just like, <laughs> infinity stone. another quick thing that I say, I like, it's just, this is just a thing about the movie that I like. I like that Wong was his own man. I know mm. traditionally mm-hmm. we're used mm-hmm. to seeing Wong as the, um, the man servant, the man servant, um, you know, uh, confidant of Dr. Stephen Strange, but, um, just kind of with some of you know the climate of yeah. you know kind of some of the things that are going on in in our country right now and around the world you know not to get too political but I really enjoyed the fact that there were some changes that people have been talking about I have a very positive view on all of them and I do sympathize with anybody that has a different view um, minds I'm going to try to stay as positive as possible for all of us because we need you know we've been divided enough we need you know to come together right now so I will say that I really like that they made Wong his own man and I really liked how even in the movie he kind of had a little bit of attitude uh, towards Steven until he saw that Steven is willing to put his life on the line, just right. like Tony Stark, right. to save this world. And then Wong trusted him, and then they started to come together. So the next Doctor Strange, or the next time they're together, we're going to get to see Strange and Wong start to build that relationship yeah. that they have, that in a, camaraderie. In a, different, in a different way, but still, yeah. still strong. Absolutely. Because speaking of you know the Oath and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Strange, uh, Strange Origins, right. They they did that similar in Strange Origins where Wong was unimpressed by 
sacrificed Doctor Strange. He's nice. like, uh, he, he's he's like, I'm more talented than you are. He just wasn't. He the, the ancient one said, you know, he didn't have the heart to be the sorcerer. Right, right, right. But he's more a little bit more book smart and a little bit more focused. Yes, but he just doesn't have the raw power. Right. Uh, and they they earn each other's respect. And a lot of ways in the in the newer runs of Doctor Strange. Yeah, Wong is his, you know, he's his, his chef and he's his bodyguard, mm-hmm. but you don't realize how much he actually does for him. Right. And it's less of a servant-master relationship right. than it used to be, and now more of a, you know, friends with titles. Right, and confidant. Which, exactly. Which, you know, on that point, we know how much Stephen Strange cares about Wong, because in the oath, the whole point about it is him taking the Hippocratic Oath to Doing be a doctor, to, to do whatever he can to save a life, and he is saving one of the most intimate and dearest lives close to him, which is Wong. So that just lets you know, regardless of titles, to go past titles, it's about love. And Stephen Strange loves Wong. Loves and like, respects yeah, absolutely. Wong. I, I love, so one of the things that we, we talked about, the differences, um, and personally, I think one of the big differences that I actually really enjoyed is that Baron Moto, uh, Baron Moto, Baron Mordo <laughs> and Wong yes. and Cassilius were almost kind of, they, they took, they took pieces of each character mm-hmm. and they kind of threaded them together. Yep. You know, we've got a a Mordo mm-hmm. who is kind of he's he's a friend of Strange. Right. He's you know they kind of train together, yep. uh, and then he basically kind of goes a different path. Yes. Um, as opposed to just being evil, you know, right out right the gate. Right at the bat, yeah. Um, Wong, you know, we already said he's he's kind of he's his own man. He's his own sorcerer. He's yep. stronger. He's better sorcerer than than Stephen is. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, and then so. They, now they both kind of, they were the friends, but now Wong will be the confidant and Mordo will go on to become uh, the villain. And then Cassilius was really more of the, the Mordo-esque figure. He was True. the mad passion for power, yep. going right to Dormammu, doing everything evil. Right. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, so I definitely, I think the way that they did, they did that was, I thought that was a fantastic. It was awesome. It didn't bug me as much as... You know, you know, a lot of people are, oh, you know, they, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not even going to go into what people said they didn't like the changes were. I enjoyed the changes that we had. I As did I. I understand people's issues, like I said, I sympathize with different, different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's just the changes were cool. It, they, they were they cool. Really they job. fit really, really yeah. well. And, and, and we have to keep in mind as, as comic book lovers of the movies and everything that, just as there's multiple universes or could be different universes within um, the comic books, same thing with the movie. Remember, this is its own universe, so they're very inspired by what all the great comic book writers have done, but it is very much like coming behind one of the comic book writers and you're you're the new writer on this series. They're the new writers just mm-hmm. visually. You've got to give it your stamp. you got to give it your signature. And I give it freaking two thumbs up that was fantastic was go see it i'm gonna go see it again it's like inception yeah. on on steroids <laughs> yes with magic <laughs> yes. and comic books absolutely so dr strange was great we are excited for everything that we've got coming up um you should check it out we Definitely checked it check out it you out. should do it too absolutely uh, so that that is this week's episode of the k plus crusaders live at the time from empire's comics vault we'd like to thank Ben Schwartz for having us in, allowing us to use the space, Thanks, allowing ben. me to throw these all on the ground <laughs> when I leave. Uh, missing again, like that. I said earlier, we're missing Anthony Steves, the Azorian one, uh, Justin Piper, the Mad Piper, uh, Tall Dark Not Ugly, uh, Tom P, Drew at Drew JMC, uh, and uh, just because she's been helping us out a lot lately, um, Amy Nudag, Amy Nudag. Uh, IJNU Robot um, from Cracking the Vault podcast. She's been helping us out a lot behind the scenes. Absolutely. So that has been the Cable Crusaders for this week. Good night.